When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. This episode is brought to you by Google. Google's two-step verification was built to secure your account and help prevent cyber attacks, even if your password is compromised. That's why Google has made it easy to sign into your account with this additional layer of protection. Just one tap and you're in. Learn more at safety.google. Hello, movie lovers. Welcome to the Best Damn Movie Related Show here on the internet. This show is always for movie lovers tonight. John DeGorio for today's podcast. It's going to be another Riding with John episode. So sit back and relax, whatever your destination may be. And let's go on ahead and get uh, on with the show. So last week, a little news story dropped about how this one executive thought it was a good idea to have Julia Roberts play Harriet Tillman. That's right. The one who led the Underground Railroad to to free the slaves they were going to put Julia Roberts who's a white Caucasian woman who I have no problem with Julia Roberts at all I love Robert, uh, Julia Roberts and everything of Pretty Woman Runaway Bride whatever movies that she she played in I have no problem no problems with Julia Roberts but what I do have a problem with is how racist Hollywood actually is now usually I'm the type of person that says you know what as long as the origin doesn't benefit the actor, I don't care who who plays a certain character. As long as they don't change the origin story to benefit the actor or actors playing that character. For example, if you have, let's say, for instance, you have a black Batman. I had no issue with that. As long as they don't change the issue of where it changes the origin of that character to benefit the actor, I have no problem with that. But... Here's the thing. This is not a fictionalized character to where I can say it's okay for them to do that. Because we're talking about a non-fiction person who freed the slaves, who ended up going through the Underground Railroad, who put through so much hell and BS into that time where people were really crappy towards black people and treating them like crap in slavery. And to say that Julia Roberts can play that role? No. Absolutely not. I'm glad that the studios didn't go along with it because I could imagine the backlash that they would have actually gotten if they did that get that film off the ground. But not only that, but this guy was even fascinated with the fact the the history of sla- of slavery and stuff like that, and was fascinated with Hillary, Hillary Tillman. But why, where does it where does that actually say where it was okay for them to go ahead and do that? If you're a fan of history, if you're a fan of that, why are you going to change the race of that person? Because here's the thing. Harriet Tillman is actually a real-life human being that actually did something. And for them to do that is a slap in Hillary Tillman's face. I just don't like that. That's very disrespectful for what she did. Not only that, but I didn't see this movie, but from what I saw with the trailers, it's very disrespectful because they turned this whole entire thing, which would have been an awesome biopic and everything, if they would have went on ahead and did it the right way. But instead, it looks like they put did a whole entire action-adventure type of deal with Hil- Hillary Tubman, and that's not something you do. You don't go on ahead and change what actually happened into slavery, you don't do that 
It's supposed to be a good nonfiction biopic with some fictional elements to it. This, and here's the thing. I'm okay with changing race and everything with certain characters. As long as they're fictionalized characters. These are not fictionalized. This person is not a fictionalized damn character. It's a real-life human being that actually did something. That actually mattered to African Americans where she freed the slaves. You just don't change history. And that's the whole point of this is. It's the fact that it's so much whitewashing. It's not even funny in Hollywood. There's so much racism. And, you know, yeah, there is a couple of things where Hollywood is actually trying to change their ways or whatever. But this executive and everything is, like, trying to go back into the ways of what Hollywood was doing at one time. And you just don't do that. You're just, that makes you a really crappy person. I really don't like that whole entire idea that Julia Roberts can play Hillary Tillman and everything. I'm glad that maybe, I'm hoping that she didn't go ahead and want to do it because I can imagine Julia Roberts and getting a big, huge backlash as well because she's loved by everybody. And that would, that would actually ruin her career as well. But what's your thoughts on it? Let me know what you guys think about that whole entire issue because I have big issues with that whole entire situation. But anyways, let me move on to my next thing that I'm going to be talking about. So I rented a couple of movies and one of my anticipated films was actually called The Peanut Butter Falcon. And for people to, to say that originality is fading away in Hollywood and stuff like that is the fact that you guys don't see good original films or anything like that. And here's why. If you did, you guys would have requested a movie like The Peanut Butter Falcon. And it goes to show that Shia LaBeouf has the acting chops to play this character named Tyler. Tyler is actually an outlaw who winds up doing some stuff with this other fishing crew and everything and winds up being on the run. While this other guy who has Down Syndrome, who's, wants, who's on a quest to be a wrestler... And has that dream, that ambition, that fire to want to be a wrestler. And he's actually in a nursing home because there's no one to take care of him or anything like that. So he's on wanting to escape. And that's actually something that was actually pretty funny too. Was the way that he kept on trying to escape. How he tried to bribe the residents inside that nursing home to help him escape was actually pretty funny. I enjoyed that aspect too. And... It was just sad to see that he was in that environment when he was in such a young age where he wants to get out on his own, but he can't because there's no supervision or anything like that. The government had to put him somewhere, so they put him in a nursing home for crying out loud. But when these two characters meet, when Tyler and this kid who has Down syndrome crosses paths, it's, you can tell the chemistry is there with each other. And it just doesn't miss a beat. I really love the chemistry between Tyler and the, the actor that played on that has Down syndrome and everything in this film. Because it has so much heart. It has so much uplift in this movie. And not only that, but when he goes on ahead and tells Tyler that he wants to be a wrestler, next thing you know, it, Tyler is trying to help him be able to be a wrestler. He's training him while they're on the run. And that makes it even funnier, too. And then the kid is also when his gun uh, is white, whitey tighties and everything, and Tyler doesn't want him to be slowing him down or anything like that either. And at first, you know, Tyler can actually be kind of a douchebag at the very start of this film. But as the movie keeps on progressing, Tyler's character changes. And as his character progresses, you wind up seeing what happened in his past to where he doesn't want to be close to anybody or anything like that. As a matter of fact, John Bernthal actually plays Tyler's brother in this movie, which 
that has no dialogue or anything like that, has nothing really to flow with it, but I wish they would have done something with it. But, you know, you actually get a little bit of a background of where Tyler came from and what's going on with Tyler's life in his past. And then he's also redeeming his past by doing what he's been doing with this kid. And they wind up bonding together and they wind up basically becoming brothers. And that's something that I really loved about the originality of the film. And then you also have this girl who's also trying to look for the kid that has Down syndrome because not only that, but she's also in charge of him at the nursing home. And if she doesn't bring him back, she gets fired. And Tyler's also in love with her. There's this whole entire thing, too. I mean, it's really good. And then the guy who plays on Wings, I forgot what his name was, but he plays the wrestler that the Down Syndrome kid is actually obsessed with and everything. And there's just so much heart that's actually put out into this film. And even though it wraps at, like, the very ending of the film doesn't wrap that well, but that's just how independent films are. Either they end really well, they re- end not that great. But it, the way that it was executed, the way that the story was actually told for this kid that has Down syndrome was really good. It was very spot on on everything that I was hoping for from an original movie. And I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun watching the Peanut Butter Falcon. As a matter of fact, I might actually pick that one up to actually add into my collection of DVDs or Blu-rays. Because it's that good of a movie, and it's a shame that original movies are actually fading away because not that many people are actually going to see them. Because people are into mostly big, huge franchise movies nowadays and stuff like that. And I'm not going to say that they're into comic book-based movies or straight-up just comic book movies or anything like that. Because that's unfair. Because people are not into big, uh, smaller films anymore. They're into these big, huge franchises because they actually can trust the fact that these franchises are working because they're actually familiar with the characters. And because they're familiar with the characters, they have this safe place of where they can actually go at versus characters that they are not familiar with or maybe the trailer didn't really sell them that well, so they're not going to pay attention to that independent film uh, trailer for the Peanut Butter Falcon. But I love the Peanut Butter Falcon. I love the originality behind it. I love Shia LaBeouf. And you know what? I used to be the type of guy that used to call him Shia Boots or Shia LaDouche because of the stuff that he'd done in his past. But I can actually tell that he actually matured over the years as an actor. And if you don't like Shia LaBeouf, give him a chance to actually shine on this movie because he actually steals this film and makes it his own. And I have to say... The Peanut Butter Falcon is one of those movies that is a lot of fun to watch. And I think that your guys are going to end up enjoying the Peanut Butter Falcon a lot if you give it a chance. Now, my next movie, which is my other anticipated movie of 2019. And, you know, it's based off of a DC graphic novel, which is something that I found fascinating with because it's dealing with with women. And here's the thing. The synopsis is this with the movie The Kitchen. I did a trailer review on my podcast as well about how I couldn't wait to see this because you actually get to see three strong female leads taking over for their husbands who winds up getting taken to jail because of the mobs because they're in the mob. And so now it's up to the women of Hill's Kitchen to earn their way into collecting money 
and everything because their their husbands is not there to provide for them anymore. The families are not providing for them the way they should be providing for them. So these women are actually on their own. So I was excited to see this movie. But I actually skipped the that movie and everything. I didn't get around to seeing it. So I just rented it today. I checked it out. I'm going to be honest with you. This movie's a mess and a half. And it's not the fact that I didn't think these women are good actresses or anything. But you have Melissa McCarthy's in it. She's good with comedy and stuff like that. But I'm going to be honest with you. She acted her butt off in this movie. And it's not her fault for the way the movie is. And the same thing with uh, Tiffany Hatter who plays on Girls Trip. And then you also have Elizabeth... uh, Elizabeth Moss, who's in this movie as well. And each one of these characters are actually going through different things in their lives. You have one husband who abuses his wife, continuously abuses his wife, which is played by Elizabeth Moss, who has the most, I'm going to be honest with you, has the most transformation in the whole entire film compared to the other two. And then you also have the T- Tiffany Howder, who's actually being... Not physically abused, but mentally abused by the family because she's black and she's in the Irish family. And they're looking down on her because she is black, which makes it that much harder for her to actually be looked up on because she's black. And then we have Melissa McCarthy's character where she's just a stay-at-home mom. She's been dealing with the kids for a long time and everything. Her husband's in jail and she's just trying to survive to do the best that she can for her kids. So, there you have the plot. And this thing takes place in the 1970s, which I was sold on because I've been wanting to see a good mobster story going in with the 1970s crime and stuff like that. But it just didn't work. This, After I gave you the plot, that's pretty much the end of the whole entire thing. Because after that, it has its own trouble of identifying what this film is about. And they said, and here's the thing, Melissa McCarthy said this in the movie to her husband when he finally gets out. And I'm sorry if I'm giving a little bit of a spoiler, but it's the whole fact that I'm, I'm going to get around to why I'm mentioning this. She goes, after all I've done while you were out, while you were in jail. Okay. All we saw in this movie were where they were actually picking up the money that people owed her money and everything for protection and stuff like that. But we didn't actually get to see her do anything. We didn't get to see these three women do anything in this whole entire movie of the whole hour and 45 minutes of this movie. And I'm like, what did you guys do? You guys didn't do anything. All you did was talk crap through the whole entire movie. You guys didn't do anything to motivate anything. Nobody had layers to their characters. Everything was one-layer characters, all except Elizabeth Moss's character. Tiffany Hatter did an okay job per se, but it just wasn't that great of a film, and I was really hoping that this would actually done pretty well, and some scenes were, like, really congluted, sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, but congluted, but another thing is, some scenes actually dragged out for way too much, for example, you have this one scene where they go to the back, and they're talking, and that's all they're doing. They're just talking. There's no action. There's nothing behind it. There's nothing to motivate it. There's nothing to help this movie at all. And I wish that they would have actually done something great because I wanted to see three lead female roles and everything. And these mobster men being scared of these women. And there's nothing there. There's no meat to digest. There's nothing there to make me 
feel scared of these women at all, except for maybe Elizabeth Moss. But that's because of this pain and suffering that she went through when she was being abused by her husband. And there's that little bit of a transformation there as well. But it's not that great of a movie. I can't say that I'm going to actually own this movie at all. So if you guys haven't haven't seen The Kitchen, check it out on Redbox. Rent it for a dollar. At least then you might actually feel like that you actually accomplished something for the day by renting the movie and watching it. But for me, I didn't accomplish anything. Just like how the women didn't accomplish anything with this movie. The so- even the camera angles and everything, all that you see is women walking on a sidewalk. There's no real layers to how they were doing anything. So, therefore, I didn't really care for this movie the way I wanted to care for this movie. If that makes any sense. Now I'm going to talk about John Turturro joining... The Batman. Now, he's supposed to be playing a crime mob boss. And I'm going to be honest with you. I think that he has the chops to play this mob boss and everything. Because if you actually look at the way he did with Secret Window with that movie. And that movie is very suspenseful. um, And I have to say, I think he's a great actor. I think he will knock this part out of the part. I think that... I'm loving the casting choices for this mo- for this movie, despite the whole entire thing with the guy who plays Edward Cullen from Twilight. That's the only thing I don't like about the Batman casting choice so far. But other than that, though, I mean, you have a lot of good actors and actresses being in this movie. And, you know, some people don't like the fact that Jeffrey Wright is even in this movie at all, either. Which he's playing God, uh, Commissioner Gordon. And... You know, I think he's a great actor. I really do. And like I said, I have no problem with them changing the race of a character at all. Because if they're not going to change the origin of the story to benefit the actor, I'm okay with that. Because, of the and I get the fact that it's over 80 years old and everything, and people don't like the fact that they're changing the race of a character that they're used to. But look at this, okay? You have Nick Fury, who's a white guy, in the original Marvel comics... And they changed his race to Samuel Jackson. No one batted an eye. All of a sudden, oh, it's Commissioner Gordon. He's going to be black. Who cares? As long as they're not... Here's the thing. As long as they're not changing the origin story to benefit the actor or actress playing that character, I don't care. They can get a Mexican to play Commissioner Gordon. I wouldn't care. Because of the fact that it's just the actor that's playing this char- the character. And they're not changing the origin to benefit the actor. So I don't really care. So I'm excited for this movie. I'm excited for John Totero playing this mob boss like character because I believe that he can actually give those layers to those character to the character to where we can believe that he's a mobster because he in order for you to be a mobster, you have to be feared as a mobster. But you also have to have the respect outside of the mob where people can respect you. So it works I think he can do that layer where it works on both ends for him. I think that he will actually be a really good mobster. And I think that if you go back and watch Secret Window, I think you would actually see a little bit of layers to him where he can actually balance off on both ends of that whole entire stick. But anyways, tell me what you guys think about that and everything. Let me know what you think about the peanut butter falcon. Let me know what you guys think about the whole entire thing with Julia Roberts. What do you think about Jeffrey Wright being Commissioner Gordon? I get the fact that also too with the Jeffrey Wright thing, that this, these comics have been around for 80 years or 90 years since the character has been made. And he's always been white. And I get the fact that not everybody is racist or anything like that. I get that. And 
I, I think that we have, like I said before, I think there's a couple of camps that I'm going to mention. One camp is people that haven't seen a black Commissioner Gordon before. So it's going to be kind of new to them to see a black actor taking the role of what used to be a white character. And that's okay because then they're going to be invested into the character later on. If they're like, okay, I'm not sure about what I think about the race of this character or anything like that. So we're going to, I'm going to go on ahead and I'm going to still go see it. I'm going to check it out and see what kind of performance he actually gives me. So I can actually understand from that standpoint. But to say this other standpoint where, oh, he's been white all this time. And now all of a sudden they're changing his character. Why don't they just make his own character? Well, why don't they just change your name, Karen, to whatever character they want, huh? Why don't they do that? Why don't they change your name since you since you may not like your name? I'm just saying. I just don't understood why people are saying, well, why don't they just change their own, make their own characters up? Here's the thing. It's just a character. It's just fictional stuff. You don't have to be angry over something that's fictionalized. You know? Go on ahead. Enjoy what you enjoy. If you enjoy having... A, a white Commissioner Gordon, read the old comic books, read whatever you want to read, watch whatever you want to watch. You don't have to, no one's forcing you to watch this new Batman movie. And I get the fact that, you know, you're fans of Batman or whatever, I really do. But here's the thing, I, I'm a huge Batman fan myself, and I'm okay with the casting choices that they're making. All, well, like I said, with the exception of that one actor. But still, I'm open to see if he can actually nail the part of playing Batman but like I said everybody is so used to seeing a certain character being white for over a certain period of time so therefore it might get be getting some used to seeing that actor seeing that character being played by a black person being black himself but still I think it's okay to actually tr try something different from ones instead of doing the same old repetitive stuff over and over again but that's just me that's how I'm looking at it but Tell me what you guys think. What, what do you guys think about a black Commissioner Gordon? Because I still think he fits in with the DCU, despite the the fact that some people are saying, oh, he doesn't fit in because he's a black Commissioner Gordon. Who cares? I think I don't think that it's going to matter that he's a black Commissioner Gordon. But anyways, let me know what you guys think. And until next time, bye-bye.